0: Hello, this is Josh Chrisman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Verse 2. John 8, and verse 2. If you uh, were not able to make it Thursday, uh, our... Our Bible studies have been tremendous. Um, they, uh, uh, I really had taken so much away from Thursday night Bible study this week. Uh, it impacted my life greatly. And, and uh, I love the word of the Lord. Uh, if you were not able to make it, we have the new devotionals. We've graduated from the first one. We're moving into the second one. So don't forget to... They're they're sitting up here on the floor underneath the front pew. And so before you leave, if you were not able to be here Thursday, come and get your devotional. Because we want you to be a part of the teaching moving forward. Somebody say amen. And if you made a commitment to be here, I want you to be here on Thursday. Just saying. (laughs) Praise the Lord. John 8, verse 2. And early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and sat down and he sat down and taught them and the scribes and pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery and when they had set her in the midst they said unto him master this woman was taking in adultery In the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us. That such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? What do you have to say? This they said tempting him. That they might have to accuse him. But Jesus. Stooped down. And with his finger wrote on the ground. As though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him. He lifted up himself. And said unto them. He that is without sin among you. Let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down. And wrote on the ground. He's, he's As if he's saying. Let's just let that marinate for a minute. And he stooped back down and played in the dirt. And they which heard it. Being convicted by their own conscience. Went out one by one. Beginning at the eldest. Even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Amen. I want to preach to you on this subject this morning, a season of for change, a season for change. Why don't we lay our Bibles down, lift our hands to the Lord. God, we're thankful, Lord, for your spirit that we feel in this house today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would move into this place. God, I pray that you would minister to every heart, every life. God, I pray today that your word would go forth with clarity and with anointing. God, that it would touch and impact every heart. Lord, under the sound of my voice today, I pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to be understanding of your word. I pray that your will would be done in this place and that your word would have free course and preeminence in this house and we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Clap your hands one more time. Praise the Lord! You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. A season for change. Let me say, a season for change. What is change? You begin to think about change. Somebody say, change. It's not the coins in your pocket. <laughs> Somebody say, amen. Well, it is the coins in your pocket, but that's a different definition. Change is making different, to make something different. To replace a thing with something else. Or to substitute one thing for another. It's the act or the instance of making or becoming different. And so the main word in the definition change, I would say, is different. Somebody say different. Amen. Something that is not like What it is now. Amen. It's in one state now. But at some point it's going to be in a different state. Amen. Uh, There's been times in our lives where we change. Somebody say change. Where we change clothes. Amen. If you're outside working in the yard. Amen. On an 80 degree day like yesterday. I was out delivering packages and everybody was working in the yard. The dogs were all out. I wish I would have had a gun. (laughs) Just kidding. Or some pepper spray at least. Amen. Has anybody ever noticed that the ankle biters are the worst? The big ones don't even pay attention to you. The ones that really could hurt you. You know, they, they, they just let you go about your business. It's in little yippers that make all the noise. <laughs> Somebody say, man. <amen. laughs> That's a whole message in itself. Wow. Stumbled into something there. Deep waters. Everybody's out. Working in the yards and, and getting the, the yard mowed and the, the, the flower beds de leaved. Amen. And, and, and weeded. And, and you're working in the yard and you got your hands dirty and your clothes are dirty. And uh, the time comes when you have an appointment where you need to be somewhere, let's say at church or something. And what do you do? Amen. You get yourself ready. For that next appointment or for that next place, that next stage. Amen. Because there's one suit of clothing that you can wear working in the yard, but then there's another suit of clothing that you need to wear to go to an appointment or someplace nice, say like the house of the living God. Amen. And you do that because you want, there's a difference between where you are and where you're going. Amen. There's a difference between. One place and another. Amen. How many know that if you want your life to be different. It starts today. Amen. If you want your life to be different, you can't think about where you're at now. You got to think about where you're going. Amen. If you want your life to be different, you can't think about what you're in right now. You might be knee deep in a bunch of trouble and a bunch of sin and a bunch of stuff that you might have caused. But if you want your life to be different, you have to look beyond where you're at and understand that God has something greater for you. I don't need change in my life to stay where I'm at. Amen. If I want, if I want to stay where I'm at, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing over and over and over again. But there comes a time in your life where you got to get tired of being where you're at and say, I want more for my life. Come on. I want more for my life. Somebody say that tonight. I want more for my life. Amen. You're better than that. You're bigger than that. You're greater than that. Amen. There's a change that God wants to impart into our lives. Amen. We're living in the season of change. Amen. We're living in spring. I love spring. How many love spring? Amen. Everything that's dead, seemingly dead, all of a sudden it springs. It springs. It it springs. <laughs> Amen. It springs back to life. Amen. It was, it was seemingly dead. Amen. You look at the trees and there's no leaves on it and Everything looks bare and barren. Everything looks like it's unable to produce. The the grass is all shriveled up and brown and everything's muddy and and you can't even go out in the yard without leaving footprints in the yard. Amen. Everything's soft and muddy and and barren and desolate, seemingly there's no life there. Amen. It looks like that it has no opportunity of ever producing anything in ever again. Amen. times we look at ourselves that way we look on the outside and what's happening on the surface and what's on the outside and we think there's no way that it could ever produce again amen but what happens when, when 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 the sun begins to get a little closer to the earth amen and all of a sudden the days get a little bit longer and the things spend a little bit more time in the sunlight amen and and the temperature begins to come up a little bit and it begins to get warm and when those things get closer to the sun, all of a sudden they begin, to, they begin to adjust. Come on. They begin to respond to what they're feeling. Come on. They begin to respond to, to what's happening in the atmosphere. They don't do it themselves. Come on. But it is the process of all that God put into place that when this earth gets closer to the sun, it springs back to light. Amen. We don't need any other type of change in our life other than we need to get closer to the sun. Come on. We need to get closer to the Lord. And I guarantee you, you get closer to God and things will start budding. Come on. Things will start budding. Things will start producing. Things will start changing in your life. The trees can't help themselves. When they get closer to the sun, they begin to bud. They begin to bring forth buds and blooms and leaves and be the tree that God has purposed for them to be. Because when you get close to the sun, it just comes out. Amen. How many know that when you get close to the sun, your life will begin to start producing again. Amen. Somebody say change. It's a barren land out there right now, but all, you look around yourself and you see the grass. Somebody even got their mower out over the weekend. Who mowed your grass? All the rest of us are holding on, aren't we? One more week, I'm saying. One more week. Amen. I'll let it grow one more week. Amen. But it's inevitable that you're going to have to get the lawnmower out. Amen. Because it's changing. Amen. Because this is the season of change. This is the season of, uh, this is the season when the biggest change, the greatest change uh, that this earth, that takes place in this earth happens. In spring. Somebody say in spring. Things spring back to life. Things that were dead are alive again. Amen. Somebody say change. In this story that we read this morning in the book of John chapter 8, this woman is uh, obviously living in sin. Um, She's uh, caught in the very act of adultery. Okay, and so uh, adultery is being married to someone and then having sexual relationship with someone else other than your spouse. Okay, so she's committed to one man, but she's sleeping with another man. And she's caught in the very act of adultery. Alright, she can't deny it. Somebody say she's caught. She's busted. All right. Have you ever been caught in the act of something that you couldn't deny? Yeah. You you're caught red handed. They say, or caught with your hand in the cookie jar. Amen. You can't even tell your parents that you weren't trying to get a cookie because your hands in the jar and the chocolates all around your mouth. Amen. You're you're caught with your hand in the very act of that which you know is wrong. Amen. You're, You're as guilty as you can be. Amen. She was as guilty as a person can be. She was caught in the very act of adultery. Amen. She was apprehended and she was brought to the temple that day. The purpose of the Jews bringing her to the temple that day were twofold. They wanted to kill her because that's what the law required. Amen. The law and the law of Moses. If you're caught in the act of adultery, you were to be stoned. Somebody say stoned. Amen. So what did she have to look forward to? Amen. She had, she had a death sentence because of what she'd done. She's already apprehended. Amen. There's no way to talk herself out of it. There's no way to try to explain herself out of it. Come on. There, there's, there's no way to say, I didn't do what they're saying. Amen. They have eyewitness accounts. She was caught in the very act. She, all of the avenues through, for her escape have been vanquished. Amen. She cannot escape anyway. Amen. At sometimes it happens in our lives. Amen. Where we come to a, a, a place in our lives to where we have no place of escape. Amen. Where we have no place else to turn. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen. God has to vanquish every other place of escape before we come to him. Amen. She, she, she is hopeless. She is helpless and she's thrown at the feet of Jesus jesus being in the temple somebody say he's in the temple he's sitting teaching maybe i should get a chair out here and just preach from a chair jesus always sat and taught hey, Amen. be a lot easier on me <laughs> not sure i could do it uh He's sitting and he's teaching and all of a sudden they bust in and they got this woman and they throw her down at his feet. Amen. And they start yelling out their indictment. Amen. Laying out what has happened, their indictment against her and the things that she has done. Amen. Uh, before the Lord. And, and they, they, they wanted in some way to be able to accuse him. Amen. They wanted him to, to stand up against the law. Come on. They wanted Jesus to stand up against the law of Moses and, and impart his own law. They wanted in some way for him to be against what they were saying and what they taught that way they could accuse him of being against God because that was not the law of Moses. That was the law of God. Amen. That came directly from God. And so they knew if we can get him to be against the law, then we can, we can get him, we can apprehend him and we can take him. So the whole, one of the reasons of the, the, them bringing, they wanted to kill her, but they also wanted to kill him. Amen. They wanted to do away with his voice and his word. But how many know that Jesus said, I did not come to destroy the law. I didn't come to abolish the law, but I came to fulfill the law. Amen. I didn't come to do, to abolish it or do away with it. I came to walk in the law, to be the law, to take it upon myself, to carry it to the cross and nail it to the cross with the dying of my flesh so that you would not have to live under the law or under the curse of the law but that you could be over the law somebody say amen so Jesus in his ultimate wisdom <laughs> this is awesome his 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 great wisdom understanding his purpose and all that he came to do he didn't have to do anything amen He didn't have to do one thing. Amen. He didn't have to. In fact, as they were giving the accusations, he acted like he didn't even hear them. He he acted as if it didn't happen. He knelt down and he started playing in the dirt. Some people say he was writing their sins out. Which is a possibility. One by one. What about this? What about this? What about this? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say that. I just think he's playing in the dirt. Because when people are coming with a judgmental attitude and wanting judgment on somebody else's life, that's what he does. He turns his back and he ignores. Amen. He ignores the accusation. He ignores the judgment. How many know we have an accuser of the brethren? It is Satan. Amen. There is an accuser of the brethren that appears before the Lord to accuse us on every count. Come on. To tell the Lord what we're doing wrong. Amen. But how many know he's not worried about what we're doing wrong, but he's worried about us understanding how to get it right. Come on. He's not worried about the past because the past can't keep you from becoming what He wants you to be if you can see who you are. Somebody say amen. Amen. He didn't do anything. He just knelt down and played in the dirt. Finally, He had enough. It came to the point where Jesus had heard enough. Amen. You've, You've said enough. I get the point. She's guilty. I get the point that you know, she's done what you've said. She's kneeling there before all of them, humiliated, crying. Jesus stands up. Makes a statement. He that has not sinned. Let him be the first to throw a stone. Because there's a lot of other laws in the law of Moses that demand execution. Come on. Other than just what she's caught in. Amen. And Jesus was appealing to the greater conscience of the people that were making the exact accusations by turning it about on them and saying, listen, the only way you have a right to cast a stone at her is if you don't have sin within yourself. Amen. And if you haven't committed a sin worthy of death, you go ahead and throw a rock. But if you have, Amen. Understand there's only one person in that group of people that had a right to throw rocks and he wasn't willing to throw any rocks. There was only one person in that setting that had the right to cast judgment and he wasn't casting any judgment. There was only one person that had the right to do what they demanded but he didn't have a feeling of condemnation and hate and judgment but he turned a blind eye and he said, If you can, if you would confess your sin. He is faithful and just to, to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen. Jesus set a precedence that day. Amen. That was more than just one act. That was a precedence. He was basically telling them, You don't have the right to demand what you're demanding. He didn't even have to say it. He just said in front of everybody, if he that has not sinned, let him cast the first stone. Would you want to be the one that threw the first rock? My goodness, I believe lightning would have struck him down. Amen. That's the Lord standing there. Amen. We might be able to lie to our brothers and sisters, and we might be able to, to, to the people around us, we might be able to get them to believe our lies, but there's one person that sees through every facade, sees through every lie, sees through every false pretense, sees through every, everything we try to put up to keep him from seeing it. He sees it anyway, and he loves us with an everlasting love, regardless of who we've been. He loves us. Amen. She was brought to the end of her rope. She's kneeling before the Lord. And as the the word of the Lord begins to sink in to the hearts, can you imagine the awkward silence? The word is spoken. Pierces down into the heart of those men man's got a point. (laughs) Have you ever had an argument with somebody? And you rehearsed your argument. And and you thought, man, they're not going to have anything to say here. (laughs) Right? I got them. And you throw your point out there, and you're like. And then they throw something back at you. And you're like, huh, never thought of that. Jesus is full of those type of moments. Amen. As they're standing there, they're like, what are we supposed to do now? (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, bud. You throw one first, and then I'll follow. I just don't want to be first, right, because Jesus stopped it with one statement. Understanding that if you see yourself clearly, you don't have a right to see anybody else through judgmental eyes. Amen. When you see yourself clearly. Amen. And you understand who you are. It don't take very long to understand who you are that you don't have a right to judge anybody else. Amen. And the fact that that they had judgment in their eyes was keeping the Lord from changing her life. Amen. They were standing in the way of a life altering experience with God. Amen. They were standing in the way of God eradicating adultery in her life for the rest of her life. Amen. They were, uh, they, were, they were standing in the way of, 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 a, of, a, of an experience with God, a true heartfelt experience with God that would change her for the rest of her life. Somebody say amen. amen. One by one, they begin to drop their stones. After he said it, he didn't look, look at them or watch them. He knelt back down start writing in the dirt again. You think, "Man, that's weird." No. Because when the Lord speaks truth, the truth in and of itself has the power to change us. Amen. And they knew the words he spoke were true. And as it began to marinate and, and marinate in their hearts and their spirits, and they realized that they didn't have a right to be stoning her. Amen. All of a sudden, the greatest dropped his stone. One by one, you could hear the rocks hitting the ground. Thud. 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 Thud, thud, until all the men that were there accusing her were gone. You know, Jesus will outlast our accusers. That's a good word. He'll still be there when they're gone. Amen. Amen. He speaks to the lady. He says, "Um, woman, where are your accusers? And see, she hasn't even really realized that they're gone. And she looks up and. Oh, man. Uh, Is there not anybody to accuse you? Like, no, nobody's here to accuse me. Nobody's here to, there's no man to accuse me. And when he says, neither do I condemn you. Arise. Go. And what's he say to her? You see, We want to be forgiven. Amen. But with forgiveness comes change. With forgiveness comes the opportunity to be better. Amen. With forgiveness comes a fresh, clean slate so that I can do it differently amen with with forgiveness comes the dead being gone and the new coming amen Jesus didn't lay his life down and be crucified for us so that we could be forgiven and then continue the same way that we were before he came come on The whole purpose of what God wants to do is to change us. Come on. To change our life. To change our direction. To change our clothing. Come on. To to, to change what we are wearing on the outside. I'm not necessarily talking about clothing. I'm talking about that old tattered garment. Amen. That we were wearing. He he renews and recovers. Covers with a new freshly garment that's white as snow. Amen. He takes away the, the old and he brings in the new the whole purpose of forgiveness come on that was a, a moment in her life where she had gotten to the bottom she had gotten to the worst she had gotten to a dead end street she couldn't go any further she would gotten to a death sentence the end had come she had not one more day to live she was going to die come on she was going to be at the end she was getting ready to take her last breath and Jesus stepped in come on she was was getting ready to be executed and Jesus stepped in. She was getting ready for her sins to finally be paid for. And Jesus stepped in, took away her accusers, lifted her up and gave her an opportunity for change. Go. Somebody say go Go. and sin no more. Somebody say, that's impossible. No, it's not. If it it was impossible, then Jesus wouldn't have told told her to do it. It's not impossible. Amen. That thing that got you there, that needs to be the first thing to go. Amen. Somebody say, change. It's hard to change, isn't it? Man, we're creatures of habit. How many of you parked in the same spot out here? You always park in. Not just a couple. Yeah, we we're, we're loyal to our parking places. We're loyal to our seats too. Hey Amen. We probably all sat in the same seat because it worked the last time we were here. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Amen. But there are things that are damaging to your future. Forgiveness doesn't mean that He takes away your accountability for that thing forever. He frees you from the penalty Of what you've done. And he tells you to go. And change. Because if you don't change. What's going to happen? You're going to end up. In the same place. Dealing with the same consequences. Again. At some point, it's going to come full circle, and you're going to be right back there with with, with no tomorrow, and no hope, and, and, and no strength, and no ability to, to wiggle your way out of the situation that you're in. Come on, you're going to end up right back there again. And so that woman was in a, a perfect opportunity for change. Amen. She was in a season of change. She had gotten to the end. She had gotten to the place where she was sorry and she wanted free from it and she was willing to give it up forever. Come on. Are you are you in us moving into a season to where you're willing to change? Come on. Are you willing to let the things go? Are you willing to be different? Are you willing to do something else other than what you've done in the past? I'm going to tell you this morning, if you're going to get up from this place and you're going to go live the same life that you've lived, you might as well not ask for forgiveness because you're going to end up in the same place with the same hurts the same wounds and the same penalty hanging over your head but if you have a heart this morning that you want out of where you're at you're at the end of your rope and you're done with that life then you have a season of change ahead of you God can flourish in your future clap your hands to the Lord he's worthy of our praise just like spring, springs forth from seemingly death. Amen. This woman's life changed dramatically in one moment of forgiveness. Mm. One moment of love rather than condemnation. (laughs) One moment, one man... Standing against every other voice in her life. Every other voice in her life wanting to kill her, wanting to destroy her, telling her she has no future, telling her she could she could never make up for what she's done in the past. Come on, how many know that if that's the feeling you have, you'll continue doing the same things over and over and over again. But Jesus gave her hope of a better day, that she wasn't going to be condemned for the thing that she'd done in her past, that she was going to give a hope of a future and a new life. It's time for change. Somebody say it's time for change. Come on, it's time for different. Amen. If you want something different, why don't we stand to our feet all around the building this morning. If you want different, come on. If you want a change in your life, if you're tired of, of the humdrum, the routine, and you want different in your life, you've got to make choices that dictate the change that you desire. Ephesians 4 and 20, but ye have not so learned Christ if so be that you have heard of him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness there is a new life there is a fresh start amen there is a new man come on there is there is a a character different than what you've lived under in your past Amen. There is a character that's different from the choices that you've made in the past. Come on. We don't have to live under that curse any longer. If we have gotten the forgiveness from the Lord, then we can step out from underneath that old man, that old behavior, that old conduct, that old mindset that got us in the predicament that we're in. And we can put on the love of God. We can put on that new man, which is created after God. In righteousness and true holiness. What does God expect of me? Do the right thing. You know, a lot of times we play dumb. We, we, we act like we don't know. When we really know. Because we know that if we don't know, we can't be held accountable for it but you know more than you've let on. And God knows. Amen. And He expects a change. Come on, somebody. He expects a decision on the inside of us that that we're tired of the old. Come on. Amen. You can't continue in what you lived in before and and be saved. I'm telling you right now, you can't just just operate the way that you did before and just think that the grace of God is going to cover you. That's not the way it works. When God issues forgiveness, he expects change. Because the love of God going to the cross for us is his indication of love towards us. Come on, somebody. And He expects that to change our life. Why would somebody free me when I didn't expect to be freed? Why would somebody else take the punishment that was intended for me? Amen. Because it's the love of God that changes our lives. There's a new day. Amen. There's a new day. There are things that God has purposed for your life. That are greater than anything you could ever imagine. Amen. There is a new day. Come on. How many believe that? There is a fresh start. There is a, a new thing that God wants to do in you and for you. Isaiah 43, 19. He said, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness. And rivers In the desert. Amen. It doesn't matter how it's been in the past. It doesn't matter what you've done, what you've been through, what you're coming out of. Come on. What the condition of your life is right now, today, none of that matters because he said, I'm going to do a new thing. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. There's going to be a river that flows forth to you in a dry place. Come on. In the desert, there's a river formed that's going to change everything around you. Come on. You don't have not have to worry about all that is right now. All you have to worry about is getting your heart right with God and let him do in you what he wants to do for you. And God will change everything else around you. Amen. I'll do a new thing. How many want God to do a new thing? Zephaniah, he says, behold, at the time, at this time, at that time, somebody say at that time. I will undo all that afflicts thee. <laughs> I will save her that holdeth and gather her that has been driven out. At that time, I will bring you again, even in the time that I gather you. At that time, he said, I will undo what's been done against you. Come on, I will undo what afflicts you. There's a lot of things that, that have been done. Somebody say done. Something that has been done is what? It's past tense. Amen. Things that bind us. Things that, that, that afflict us. Amen. Things that, that are against us. And are against our hope for a future, he said, "I will undo what's been done." Come on, somebody! I will undo those things that have been sent to bind you and afflict you and keep you back. Come on! I, I will, I will gather back what's been driven away. Come on! I will gather again a great gathering to set in order. Come on, Uh, there will be a calling out, a drawing back, a taking away of the old and the barren and the desperation. And there will be a covering of new life and a flourishing fulfillment of life in our lives. I believe today that there's been there people under the sound of my voice. You have experienced the dark. You have experienced the dreary. You have experienced the emptiness. Come on. You have experienced the judgment and the condemnation. You have experienced the moments of humiliation where you're being accused of all that you've done and you can't deny it. Come on. There's a lot of us that have laid underneath that that type of punishment and that type of despair. But I want to tell you that that's not the end. Come on, that's not the end of a life because it's then you have an opportunity to call on the name of the Lord. It's at that moment that you have an opportunity to appeal to the mercy of the King. And in the moment that you appeal to the mercy of the King, amen, there is a lifting of all that's been done Come on, all that's, 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 that afflicts you, all that's been done against you, there is a lifting and there's an opportunity for new life. It's at this moment, there's a season of change. I'm telling you this morning, there is a change that God wants to impart into your life. Come on, there's an experience that He wants to give you with Him. Amen. An experience of forgiveness and love and mercy that will change your life forever. Amen. That you'll get up from the altar this morning and you'll not want to run back to that old life that got you where you're at. But you'll understand that I got a future. Come on. And along with the future comes change. Come on, it comes new decisions. It comes a fresh, a, a fresh mindset. Come on, that, that I can become all that God has purposed for me to be. Lift your hands to the Lord this morning and just call on his name. God, I love you today, Lord. God, I'm thankful, Lord, for your word. I'm thankful this morning for your presence. God, I bind every spirit of condemnation and judgment. And I loose the spirit of forgiveness and love into this house. I lose your mercy and your grace upon this congregation. Not the mercy to just be forgiven, God, but the mercy to overcome and to be different. The mercy, God, and the strength to take what you have given us an opportunity for new life and take advantage of that opportunity so that we can flourish in the courts of our God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I will do a new thing. It's new and it's fresh. Mm, It's different. Mm. Come on, just pray this morning. Just pray Let your heart pray. Lift your hands and pray. God, I want to take advantage of every opportunity that you've given me this morning. In the name of Jesus, I want to be different, Lord. I want to change. God, I want to be closer to you. I want to become what you have called me to be. In the name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus mm. I love you Lord I love you Lord I love you Lord I love you Jesus It's not the end When we come to the end of ourselves, it's the beginning. A lot of us have been through a lot of attacks this past year. There are people here that have been through struggles, that have been through uh, things that that are unbelievable, things that you've been through, you struggled with, you fought against. And it seemed like that death had you covered, but there's a day and a season Of change. And I believe that it's coming upon this church. I do. I believe that it's coming upon the people of this church. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. There's a a dark cloud that has hovered over your life for a period of time. And you've struggled under it. You've struggled with it. Amen. You've labored under it and you thought that, that you would never be able to see the light of day again, or to be happy again, or to be satisfied again. Well, I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. God wants to do a new thing in your life. And there's going to be things spring forth in your life in the days to come that you did not expect. Come on. There's going to be peace That passes all understanding. There's going to be a fulfillment of prophecy. A fulfillment of words that have been spoken. Come on. Because God never forgets his promises. Amen. This is a prophetic word for somebody. And you need to get a hold of it today. That the dark places that you've walked in. They are not the end. And they are not going to dictate your future. But there is a harvest ahead of you. There is a a springing forth of life. And of revelation. And of more of what God has for you you haven't got to the end of change in your world there's more, come on, there's more there's more, there's more Come on. Sometimes we can sit underneath the doom and the gloom so long that we let go of any hope for more or any hope for anything greater for our future. You don't have to live in that place any longer. There's an open door to life. Come on. There's an open door. God has opened it this morning. This is a season of change. Come on. We're stepping in through the door this morning of a season of change, a season of life, a season of growth, a season of dramatic change in our lives. Whew. Man, I don't think anybody's getting it, but I receive it this morning. I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to give all glory to God and I'm going to get a hold of it. Come on. Let your spirit say, "Amen." if you're in desperate need of a change, let your spirit say, amen. Hallelujah! Come on, do that right now. Reach for him. Come on, he's kept you through the hard times. Come on, he's kept you through the dark times. He's been there the whole time, but it's time for change. Come on, it's time for change. It's time to step into what's been promised. It's time. It's time to move forward and get a hold of it. I receive it in the name of Jesus. I receive it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. If you want to crawl into this altar this morning and pray and and get a hold of the Lord, why don't you do that today? Amen. If you want to come and just lift your hands and worship the Lord for what you're stepping into this morning, go ahead and do that. Come on, rejoice in the Lord for he is good. Amen. It's not the end, it's just the beginning. There is a tomorrow, there's something to hope for. Come on, there's a future. It's fresh this morning. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Hallelujah. It's the Lord's mercies that were not consumed and that were not destroyed. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord. I pray for deliverance, God, in the lives of every person. I pray for increase, Lord. Increase knowledge. Increase wisdom. Increase revelation, Lord. Increase power, God, and authority. God, increase, Lord, in every area of our lives. God, let there be a season of growth and change that's unprecedented for the people of this church. I'm going to be different. Come on, I'm different. I'm stepping into change. Come on, I'm stepping into my future. I'm stepping into my change, what the Lord has prepared for me. I'm making the decision that needs to be made. And I'm moving closer to the sun. Because I understand in order to be fruitful in the kingdom of God, I got to get closer to the sun. Come on, I need change in my family. I need change in my marriage. I need change, God. Lord, in my finances. I need change in my spiritual life. I need change, Lord, in my ministry. Lord, I need change. I'm taking off the old and I'm putting on the new. Come on, I'm taking off despair and I'm putting on hope. I'm taking off unholiness and I'm putting on holiness. I'm taking off hatred and I'm putting on love. Come on, I'm taking off anger and jealousy and I'm putting on mercy and grace. Come on, I'm taking off the old and I'm putting on the new. Come on, somebody needs to make a commitment to the Lord this morning. God, I'm going to be different. I'm doing different, God. I'm not going to make those same decisions. I'm going to go, and I'm going to sin no more. I'm going to go, and I'm going to let go of what got me here. Come on, I'm going to become better. I'm going to be what you have called me to be. again for listening to the anchor church of cambridge podcast if you enjoyed it make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons if you are in the cambridge area we invite you to join us on sundays at 11 a.m again thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon